Do you find yourself yearning for a deeper, more purposeful existence? Get ready to embark on a transformative journey, diving deep into the realms of personal development, friendships, romance, and abundance. Get ready for Finding the Fire, Igniting Soul Connection, as we lead the way to embrace the fire within. Hello, hello. Hello. We have um, a very interesting topic today. Like, I love this stuff. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. In fact, like, like my nurse mind immediately goes, I met somebody new yesterday and, and they were telling me they had like a, a pulled hamstring or something. My nurse mind immediately goes to, okay, pulled hamstring. What is this related to? Because everything physical is tied to emotional, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And we have, we have our own personal experiences with that. Right. Um, but it's so true. And like, I just find it fascinating. Like anytime now, like if I injure something, I'm like, okay, why did I just stub my big toe? What does that mean? And you can like, there's actually like, you can get on Google even and find out what is your big toe related to in your, yeah, there's books and you can Google it. People are always texting to and be like, what, what does this mean? What does, you know, look it up, look it up in your book. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's actually very exciting for me and my brain now these days. I didn't used to believe this at all because I'm nurse, Western medicine minded, like, you know, science-based, factual, black and white. Like, if we can't document it or scan it or um, prove it from a blood work, then it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. But that's just not not really the case because everything f- manifests from um, what was it? I was just sharing with you this morning what my daughter said. Like, everything is in layers, right? So first, this isn't what she said, but first it comes in as like an observation and then we have um, an emotional response and then it reacts in the physical if we don't deal with it in the emotional. And one of the things that, um, one of the examples my uh, actual, the breathwork instructor gave was um, our bodies are created for like, um, fight or flight, like back in caveman days, right? Like if a lion was coming at you, you had to either run or fight or play dead so it didn't kill you, right? And so that's your automatic uh, response system. So the example he gave was like, imagine you're like just sitting home watching a movie and um, something comes crashing through your window. And there's the, the not, you know, the observation of something crashed through the window, but you're, before you even have a thought about it, your emotional fight or flight kicks in, right? It's like, oh my gosh, the window just broke it, broke. Like, is somebody going to attack me? Is, you know, is there, um, um, I don't know. I can't even think of another example, but say like a burglar's breaking in, but that's what your body thinks, right? Like you just hear this crash and immediately you, f- uh, fight, flight or freeze. So your, your emotional body just goes through that. And it's like you either run or you're going to fight the attacker coming through or you freeze because you don't know what to do. Yeah. So your nervous system is completely thrown off in that. Like yeah. It literally, it's just like it's out of alignment. Yeah. And there's like no thought there. It was just an, an initial instinct reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you like pro- once those things happen, right, the 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 physical thing happened or the, the observational thing happened, then the emotional response happens, then your thought kicks in. It's like, oh, that was a baseball that came through the window. I'm fine. I don't have to fight off an attacker. I don't have to run from a lion. You know, it's okay, right? But your body still holds on to that. And so it wants to react. It wants to fight or run. 
And if you watch like an animal in the wild, as they do that, they'll like shake it off. They'll like move it out of their body once they realize they're safe. They're like, okay, now I can like shake this off and relax. But if you just like, oh, okay, I'm fine. But that response is still in your your body. Yeah, like even if you're okay and it wasn't that experience, your body still lived the trauma. Just like of a dream. Think of a dream that you've had and you wake up and it was like this most real dream. Your body still went through like the trauma of like you wake up and you're like in a panic or, you know, it's like it literally like lived it. How, how many stories have you heard of like spouses when they dreamt that their spouse cheated on them and then they're mad at them all day long because they felt like it was so real, even though it was a dream. Right. Right. Because they have they have to like process it and let it go from their body to realize like, OK, this didn't really happen, you know, but it but, felt like but it, it, felt like it, it felt and so my real. body's holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, with that kind of like background and setup, like talking about how everything, whoa, hello, hello, hello. What is that? <laughs> oh, you, you hit the table, didn't you? Yes, I did. I yeah, totally hit the table. Yeah, don't hit the table. Cause I'm not I'm, allowed to pound the table. Well, if you pound the table, it, it vibrates into the microphones. You go ahead and hit the table. Okay. Let's try it again. Yeah. Uh, so it's. The table vibrates into the microphone arm, into the microphone, and you get the I think sound. I might have touched this, too. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> See, everything physical comes out. You know, right. I'm <laughs> oh, or a polite way to say it is don't break my radio studio. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll try, we'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so having said that, like, if we don't address the emotional and we keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, then it's going to manifest in our physical body until we actually address it. Right. Right. And nowadays, like how the high levels of stress, like stress is the number one thing that causes, I mean, disease, disease with people. And so it's just like they every, I just, it's like the, the buildup of stress, right? People don't know how to even regulate stuff or like process through it. So they just keep adding more stress and more stress to their daily lives which eventually shows up in a lot of physical things. Yeah, exactly. So like being not at ease, dis-ease emotionally gives you disease physically, right? right? Um, yeah, and and I'm, you know, we have our own personal stories with that. Like I've had, if, if you don't address, if you don't address it, it's going to show up. And, um, like what was it? 12 years ago, I think I went through some major, major, major health stuff and was being like, I went to, I was being literally torn apart by every specialist out there. Every, um, uh, yeah, I was even like, I even went to Mayo Clinic Claire in Missouri cause they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I was being diagnosed with all of these autoimmune diseases. And I was giving, been given so many of them. I'm like, these are supposedly like one in a million diseases back then. Now they're way more common. But back then there was like, oh, like one in a million people get them. And I have like 20 of them. I'm not that special, right? Right. I'm like, there's something else going on. Can you look at me as a whole person? And that's just not how the system's made or the, you know, the Western medical system's made because they're made to, to find, like to um, address trauma and life-threatening things, right? They're not there for like long-term wellness. But if there's something seriously wrong, they're gonna find it and fix it. But if you have like a long-term underlying chronic thing that's causing you all these autoimmune things, they're not, that's not their specialty. They don't know how to get to the core of that. Yeah, yeah. So 
what what is now being brought to the forefront is the underlying emotional part of it that leads into it right and that's where like eastern medicine or chinese medicine or things come in too like once we look at it all as a whole instead of just separate then it's like it's all it's, it's like all, all the pieces thing. of the puzzle that's what i think there's like lots of different pieces it's um, not just one thing yeah yeah and and to to have your completed masterpiece you got to look at all aspects right um yeah so just just with my my personal um story with my autoimmune things like i was diagnosed with um <laughs> things that I was told that I would have the rest of my life. I'd have the rest of my life. I need to be on medication the rest of my life. If you didn't take this medication the rest of your life, you're going to die. Right. And at the time I was happy with that. I'm like, okay, great. If this is going to help me, great. Well, I started taking that and yeah, it helped me, but also it, it pushed me over the opposite way. Right. Like it would be like too much assistance. Right. And my body wanted to re-regulate itself but the way I was being treated was like, oh, the body can't re-regulate itself. So so it was kind of fighting the treatment it was getting. And when I tried explaining this to my doctors, I just thought I was crazy. They're like, nope, this is what the literature says. This is what we taught, we're taught in med school. You know, this is what you need. And so... Um, thankfully I found, I found a practitioner that was, first of all, she knew me, she had worked with me for years in the hospital and she literally would like, I was in and out of the hospital. Like, I mean, literally on desk door, like my lab work, when doctors look back at it, they're like, how are you even alive? I'm like, because I want to be like, my spirit wanted to live. Like I'm choosing to still. Yeah. I I'm choosing to live. But in those moments, like it really was touch and go. And so this practitioner who, who knew me personally, she told me later, she didn't tell me at the time, but she was like, Cindy, I would pray over you and your case every night. I would study it. I would take it to the other doctors I work with. We would meet over it and try and figure out what's going on with you, right? Um, so anyhow, like once they finally found what was going on with me and they said, okay, here it is. Now you need this medication the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> then my body was fighting it and I went back to them and they're like, nope, you need to keep taking this. I went back to her. She was actually the one who figured out what was wrong, but I was hospitalized at the time. So then it was the doctors at the hospital that put me on the treatment and stuff. So she helped me work with my body and myself to wean off of that medication. And when I went back to the endocrinologist and told him, I'm like, I feel like I need to wean off, you know, wean down. He's like, no, you'll die. You can't. You need to be on this forever. And I'm like, no, like my body's fighting it. And so I'm now fighting him. Right. And I'm like, OK, I'm just not going to say anything to him. I'm going to go do me. I'm going to take care of my emotional needs, which was help, you know, because fighting him was making me more sick and then working with this other practitioner to wean off the medication. So I would see him like follow up every so often. And I wasn't telling him that I was weaning off of it. And finally, I told him again after about six months, I'm like, yeah, I, I need to. I think I need to be off this medication. Like, no, you'll die. You'll die. You got to be on it forever. I'm like, well, actually, I've been off of it now for three months. I just didn't tell you I was weaning off of it. And he's like, what? What are you talking? No, that can't be. That can't be. You'd be dead. And he starts flipping through my lab work. And he's like, well, then we must have misdiagnosed you. And I'm like, well, you have all my lab work there. And you're the one who diagnosed me. So you tell me. And he's like, oh. 
you're you're very rare. You're one of a kind. We need to put you in a box and study you. Literally, that's what he said to me. I'm like, I'm not that rare. I'm like, the body's made to heal itself if you allow it. And yeah, that was the last time I ever saw him again. <laughs> but I was working on the underlying causes, right? The emotional part of it, which I didn't understand all of this back then. Like now looking back, I understand it. But I was so sick that I was, I had to, I was literally bed bound for eight months. I had to address my own personal needs or I wouldn't be here, right? Mm-hmm. I had to put me first and um, stop giving myself away and listening to everybody else. Finally, I'm like, instead of trying to convince a doctor how my body worked, I just trusted my own self and, and did that. But um, yeah, it's, it's um, and then I would have uh, people that literally have the same disease that I was diagnosed with um, in real life, friends, and then people online, because you get this community online when you're sick and trying to get well, right? And then they asked me, well, what, what made you well? And I would tell them, and they wouldn't want to hear it. They wanted a medication or a diagnosis or a surgery or a label, right? I'm like, that won't make you well. That can help you. It can help you get well, and it can be a Band-Aid or a bridge to get to where you need. But if you just rely on that as a crutch forever, what happens if the crutch goes away? You know, you've got to under you've got to address the underlying issue. And even too, it's interesting when people want to have that label, right? They want to like, I have this, I have this, and so they keep calling it into themselves, which I think is a very powerful thing to look at too. You don't want to keep claiming that you have this sickness or this disease. Yes, too. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's it's so interesting how that works, you know, because whatever you say, words like manifest words, words are so powerful, are very powerful. Yeah. And they say it's like, like, they call it spelling for a reason, right? You're spelling the words, you're casting a spell. So if you say something, you're like, calling it into existence, calling it back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, like one trick that I learned years ago, and it works so well, like if you've, if you've got a cold, or you've got something going on, and someone's like, Oh, are you sick? And it's like, I'm getting well. Don't ever say I'm sick, you know, because then you're calling in I'm sick. But if you say I'm getting well, then then that's what happens. And over the years, like my mindset even feels that way. Like if I get sniffles or something, I'm like, oh, I'm getting well. My my closets of my lymph system are cleaning out themselves, like doing a, a fall clean out. Right. And like clearing itself out with this mucus or cough or sneeze or fever, or whatever is going on with my body. But if I say I'm getting sick, then I'm going to be miserable a lot longer and it's going to, you know, just take much, much more time instead of, you know, I'm getting well. (laughs) Yeah, I think our bodies is always giving us messages. So our sickness, our health, everything is trying to tell us a message. And so just learning a lot of times to ask questions like, what is this trying to tell me? What is this? Um whatever you're feeling in your body, what is this headache telling me? What is all this tightness in my neck or my shoulders or like learning how to tune into your body and just learning to speak to it, learning to ask like, what, what is this? What am I holding on to? That's one of my favorite tricks. Whenever somebody says I have a headache, I'm like, well, ask it what it wants to tell you. And then they'll do it and they'll be like, oh, it went away. And sometimes they'll get a message and sometimes it'll just go away. But it, it works. Like, right. try it Everything next time. Everything is just a buildup of emotion. And like even our headaches, it's like, okay, it's probably a lot of stress. What are all the little, what are the emotions? What are the feelings? What, you know, it can be that simple, though. Yeah. Just giving, yeah, acknowledging it. 
Yeah. And we were actually talking this morning um, before we started recording about like when you get a massage, right? Like if your muscles are tight and you're so sore and you're like, oh, I really need a massage and it can feel good. And, and, but it can only last like a couple hours or even a day. And then it all comes right back unless you actually release whatever's causing the tightness. Right. And so one of my favorite things to do in a massage, if I, instead of like used to be, if something hurt, I'm like, ow, ow, ow. And I'd hold my breath and like, just like wait for the release to happen. And then finally it would, it would happen or, or it wouldn't depending on how hard I'm holding on. Um, but now if something hurts, I'm like, oh, shoulder, what are you trying to tell me? What message do you have for me? Why are you hurting right now? And most of the time I'll get a message and, or if not, at least acknowledging it, it helps it to go away and then not call it right back. Absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. acknowledging it can be powerful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So like the, is there, is there any stories that you have in your life of, of getting well by tuning into the emotional body of something that's happened for you? Um, yeah. So actually I don't really, I haven't really shared much of my story, but back in, um, high school, I was actually diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis my junior year. And those types of things can come on like rapidly. It can be almost like paralyzing to the body. Like all of a sudden you no longer can move and function. Um, and up until that time, I had played soccer. I did cross country. I was in high school, you know, and all of a sudden I was actually in hair school at that time, too. And like all of a sudden my body was no longer functioning. Locked up. It was like, and so I remember going through, you know, going to all the doctors, too, and being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And, you know, all they want to do is give you all these meds, these anti-inflammatories, steroids. So I was taking steroids, taking anti-inflammatories, but it causes other side effects, right? Like you're taking this to get out of the pain somewhat, but then there's all these side effects, which I even noticed like with the steroids and stuff, like my bones and everything were very like tender, you know, just, yeah. so anyways, gratefully at that time I had neighbors that were health, like really big into nutrition and health, they owned a health food store and they actually, um, I decided I needed to get off the meds. And so when, again, you have to wean off, you can't just go strictly right off of them. So um, gratefully, like they actually, that was the first time I actually was introduced to muscle testing with the body and they would muscle test my body with certain foods. So I actually went like completely strict with what I could eat, which all I remember was eating like raw almonds (sighs) and a few things. But um, that way I was able to get off of the meds and everything was just, and I, I do believe completely in like what we put in our body, food that we put in our body really affects our bodies too and, and different health things. So that was one of the first things back then. And then as time went on, you could kind of go in and out of remission. Sometimes things would flare up. And, um, but my body, I lived with just regular pain on a regular basis, but not excruciating pain. There was times like, you know, when I was younger in the, in high school, like I could like barely get out of bed in the mornings or I'd crawl up the stairs or, you know, just your body, it affects all your joints. So your joints aren't very mobile in the morning. And then with time they could start moving a little bit better. But I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I remember being just, yeah, there was, and gratefully there was times that I was able to do better, but I still just dealt with regular pain. And it wasn't until years later that I started when I once I got into energy work I would you know work on myself regularly and all these things and I um all of a sudden remember one day I was like oh my gosh like I literally have no pain anymore 
like no wow. pain. Like it was just shocking because it's just like you just get used to every day and you're like you can deal with like regular pain. You're just, you know, so, and even like with the weather, the weather would always affect my flare ups. The rain, I could tell you when it was going to rain. And usually, like they say, like that, those, those, um, like arthritis, it doesn't go away, right? They say you always right. have it. You always it's have all these long. things. <laughs> and I literally can say, like, it's been years now that I'm like, I've been free of pain. That is amazing. So I'm super grateful. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't realize. And even with arthritis, if you look up certain things, like what are the underlining, what are the meanings of certain things? And sometimes some stuff is generational and inherited and even like the emotional side like a lot of times we're like consciously like don't think things are true like like I want to say arthritis even has a lot to do with your self-worth your self-value like cr- you criticize yourself like what you know but again like what you know like wouldn't make sense to like well I don't think I do that right you right, know right. but there's just deeper things that we heal that we don't even understand at a at a conscious level sometimes yeah and that's amazing because, yeah, like like arthritis is something that supposedly you're going to have the rest of your life. It's going to get degenerative. It's going to get worse over the years. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're now saying like you went from barely being able to move at times and an excruciating mm-hmm. pain to now you're pain free. Yeah. Like I almost dropped out of hair school. I remember like my fingers were all like, you know, like you can yeah. even use your hands. And I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to do hair. I got to use my, you know, all these things that you've taken for granted for sure. Right. Like. Right. But yeah, that's an amazing story. And I love that. I love that. And, you know, hopefully that can give people some hope out there that that have, you know, illness or pain or things that they think that they're going to have to struggle with forever because you you aren't necessarily. And it's a complete mindset with everything. Um, and I think pain, like pain is what wakes us up too, though. If oh, yeah. we're honest, like it isn't until you're in that deepest pain that you're like, I'm freaking willing to do whatever yeah, it takes. Whatever it takes. Like you're literally like, I will do the strictest diet. I will do the whatever because I'm right. like, feel like I'm dying or I just would, you know. Yeah. And I think, again, I think that's where like Western medicine comes in. Like they're, they're great at like life saving measures. Right. But long term stuff, not necessarily. So. So if you're, but, but the pain is what wakes you up. Mm-hmm. Like you stay asleep to something so long and eventually it's like, Hey, listen to me. I'm over here. I need you to address me. And so we go to Western medicine to, to address something that's been long term on coming and suddenly it's overwhelming and excruciating and they can't really figure out what's going on. They might be able to give you a pain pill or a steroid or a shot or a surgery or something to help for some temporary, but it's only going to be temporary. Still get bandied. Yeah. Yeah. Until you actually figure out what really caused it in the the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just so fascinating to me, you know, again, like going Western medicine for, I mean, 22 years in, in that mindset. And then I went completely like natural medicine, holistic, like thinking, you know, Western medicine didn't have any answers, but now I'm like, okay, there's a balance of both of them, right? Like we have to, um, bring them both together to get complete wellness and complete healing, you know, cause we are a, um, masterpiece of, of a being. We're not just a physical being, right? It's we, all connected. Everything is connected. So our physical is connected to our emotional. And that's where a lot of times they say a lot of our health and diseases and everything that shows up is tied to our childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's where people, like it's just so much in the past. It's so long ago that people don't think that their childhood has anything to do with their sicknesses that are showing up 
20 years later. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. I'll say like for my, for myself, like one of the biggest things for my awareness was, was to realize like I was hiding from my trauma, right? Like I, I've, uh, um, gone through a lot of trauma in my life, but, but some of the major things were I lost a son to SIDS when he was four months old. And then, um, I lost a husband to suicide a couple years following that. And I just kept pushing myself. Right. And like just pretending everything was okay and going through the motions and just like, okay, we got to get through this. Right. I had three other small kids that needed me. Like I had to provide for them, like just go through the motions of life. I didn't ever slow down to actually feel the emotion and the sadness and the sorrow of the loss. And so it made me feel it like it literally like put me in bed until I felt it. And so that was part of my healing, which we might get to on another podcast because um, our time's running down here. But but that was a big part of gaining my health back was to actually address that underlying sadness and sorrow that had been so many years in my past. I thought I was way beyond it at that like point. Suppressed deep down, but there was mm-hmm. still stuff that needed to be looked at. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I would have never guessed. And if you had told me then, I would say, no way, I'm fine with that. You know? Yeah, like, like I'm over that. I'm good, you know? Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. been this many years and I'm I'm okay now. And But but really like my emotion, my physical body was still storing all of that emotion that I never actually processed and released and felt. So you got to feel it and reveal it. To heal it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So... Yeah, this is a fascinating topic we could do multiple episodes on. But anyway, yeah, hope this helps somebody out there. And next time you are having a headache, ask it what it wants to tell you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this path of self-discovery and soul connection. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. For more inspiration and resources, join our Facebook group, Igniting Soul Connection. Also, visit us at findingthefire.com or follow us on TikTok and Instagram at findingthefire. Until next time, keep the fire alive. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.